Hello and welcome to the Golf IQ podcast hosted by me, Luke Curdenine. Join me twice a week where we'll dive into the nerdy side of the game. We'll uncover useful golf swing tips, explore interesting course management strategies, and explain other clever hacks in quick and convenient 10-minute episodes. The goal here is simple, to help us all become smarter, better golfers. So I hope you enjoy. Drew, we're going to be talking about putting grips today, but not just one putting grip. Potentially not even two putting grips, if you want to get really fancy. We're talking about multiple putting grips at the same time. Each putting grip has its own pros and cons. So can you utilize all of the pros and none of the cons? (laughs) This is is some galaxy brain stuff we're talking about. You thought you were tuning into a podcast about putting grips, but really, we're going to blow it all open today (laughs) in just 10 minutes. (laughs) So what do we got? This was your idea to sail us into the sunset here. Well, a friend was mentioning this to me recently, and it's something that you've seen some players try over the years i think lydia ko would be the most prominent example and the basis is uh, you know players who use a conventional you know putting grip on longer putts mm-hmm. uh mid-range and longer putts and then they switch to cross-handed or typically cross-handed or the claw an alternative yeah. method inside 10 or 15 feet and the whole idea is simply you know your feel with a conventional stroke is going to be the best from mid to long range. Yeah. But it sometimes can break down from short range. Yeah, and it's 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 a really interesting point. So Heath Tagala on tour does this too. He basically, he uses both left hand low and conventional putting grips during his round and he just kind of feels it. Sometimes he does it on breaking, breaking putts too. So he'll use a, He'll, who use conventional, so right hand low on left to right putts mm. and, and left hand low on, on, on right to left putts. Um, did I just repeat myself? Whatever. No, uh, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Probably be, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, because he's like counteracting a tendency. And I think it's an important point because basically your priorities change on different putts. Basically anything outside of what? 10 feet it's just yeah. about trying to get it's it in distance control i yeah. mean it's accurate you're not going to miss you're not going to miss uh strike your putt so drastic that you're going to be six seven feet off just because of your face angle right maybe you misread it but distance control is really what you're trying to dial in right exactly so you don't need to like i mean obviously you always want to get your ball started on your correct line ideally but really it's speed is king from that range so a certain putting grip that will maybe release some tension that will give you a little more feel. Um, For a lot of players, the feel is in their trail hand to mm-hmm. their right hand if you're a right-handed golfer. That's a great point. And so you that really prioritizes the conventional grip. Uh, you know, the right hand is going to be controlling a lot of the, the feel. Yeah, because a little push or pull from 30-something feet isn't going to kill you. But like uh, a rush of blood to the hand is. Like, Absolutely. You know, and uh, vice versa from short range, this is where speed is obviously important still, but this is like line. You need to hit your ball on your intended line. This is like, and so this is where maybe locking out some of that movement in your wrists um, with a different putting grip could be really handy. Like left hand low is pretty good for that. Absolutely. You know, I looked into uh, last month, the statistics uh, of golfers on the PGA Tour who use these various grips, Mm cross-handed, conventional, et cetera, and the and I looked at three different stats: putting from four to eight feet, three putt avoidance, which would be an indicator of 
uh, possible indicator of distance control, yeah. and then overall strokes gained putting. Yeah. And the cross-handed, uh, the players who used it cross-handed were the best of all of the techniques from four to eight feet. So interesting. They were the best ranked on the PGA Tour. Yeah, so interesting. But conversely, they were among the worst. It was the one of the worst putting styles for three-putt avoidance, hmm. which kind of speaks to this cross-handed, claw, etc. These alternative techniques may not be the best at feel from long distance, yeah. but they are the best if you're trying to make more 10, 5, you know, whatever, foot or short putts. So it's interesting too, because when you think about left hand low, like your right hand is obviously uh, higher up the higher up the grip than your left hand. And so what ends up happening is that any movement in your right hand is kind of governed by your left hand, mm-hmm. right? Like if you try to like, forward press really hard your left hand is there as a kind of obstacle to stop it whereas that's not the case with when it's conventional so that just means that you're just a little more locked in i think and try, yeah try it you, you'll feel your your shoulders are encouraged more to move and control the stroke when you're cross-handed versus conventional stroke because you're locked in you're sort of taking the hands a little more out of it and so one putting grip that I have been, I've been, I've been, I've been excited to, uh, to reveal this to you. Um, I've been tinkering around with a little bit in my garage, but, um, it's a, it's a, it's a conventional putting grip, but instead of just having a reverse overlap, which is when you have the index finger of your left hand kind of covering your top two fingers on your right hand, I basically put my, my left hand on the grip fully. And then I kind of do like a triple overlap between with my pinky my ring finger and my middle finger on my right hand so it brings my two hands extremely close together um i i it's kind of a variation of andrew landry putting grip he's a pj tour player uh he works with a guy called marcus potter who's potter's putting on instagram and i just thought you, you go check him out because every time i see his putting stroke and his grip i just think it looks so just pure, buttery, wristy. And my problem in my stroke is that my right hand tends to like take over. So in a conventional um, in a conventional position, when it's further down the grip, I end up pulling a lot of putts because my right hand just like releases. Mm-hmm. I've tried left hand low, it doesn't quite work for me. But when I just kind of throw like a good chunk of it over my left yeah. hand, I feel like the strength of my right hand is just stabilizing my left hand. And from there, the putter head can just swing. And oh, it just feels so free, especially yeah. from long range. It's something that I think Matt Fitzpatrick has a very similar grip to that yes, as well. The, yes. Both hands are kind of in the similar position. Yeah. Another guy who does pretty much the same thing is, is Taylor Montgomery, who oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. who is low-key one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. You might not have heard of him too much because, mm. you know, uh, he hasn't won a lot. But he is one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. And it's a similar sort of deal. Um, just making the hands moved in unison together whereas one's not fighting the other is that the general yeah exactly you're kind of like smushing your hands on top of each other uh matt wallace he kind of does this by interlocking his grips he calls it like a prager he puts two fingers down the shelf and just intertwines his fingers um so yeah there's a few variations but yeah the basic idea is like grab the club with your left hand and smush your right hand and then grab your left hand with your right hand and then just like try putting you can just really feel the putter head that way um, but I guess this doesn't also pertain just to switching up your putting grip, right? Because you can um, switch up different methods. One idea I had with this is uh, like this guy, Sasha McKenzie, he's like a renowned biomechanist in golf. He's done a lot of studying into heads up putting. We were actually like looking at the hole as you putt. And he found that on the whole, this really, really, really helps golfers distance control wise. So I almost wonder like, 
you know, on long putts, um, it's it's a little awkward to be looking at the hole when you're taking a big swing of the putter. But start when you start getting inside, say, 20-ish feet, then suddenly it becomes really natural to just look at the hole and start rolling it. Yeah. And that's another thing that you can start incorporating. If you start feeling yourself a little nervous, you can mix it up. I'm going to try looking at the hole on this one. And I know that sounds a little uh, radical in some ways, but really it's all about just trying to get yourself in a comfort level you can put a yeah. good roll on the that's ball. a variation of what tiger woods does before every putt where he looks at the hole and he says he takes a picture of what the hole looks like mm -hmm. and then he as he moves back down with his head towards the ball he is imagining that picture in his head and he calls it putting to the picture but what he's really doing is he's he's envisioning the image of the hole in his head as he's as he's taking the putter back and putting yes exactly. it's just a more radical take of that yeah exactly because in some ways like it's it's a little funny that um the reason why we don't look at the hole when we're swinging is because you can't you, you know like you have to look down because you're trying to turn away from but when you're putting it's such a small motion it's a little counterintuitive to like envision the place where you want to putt your ball and then look down on the ball and just imagine it like you could just look at it the whole time and make the small stroke um Again, some people don't find this comfortable. It's just something to try. And again, maybe something to like incorporate yeah. when you feel like when you feel like your feel maybe slipping away from you on the course. Quick caveat there, if you have a really big breaking putt and you're gonna look at the hole, yes. perhaps look where you're going to be starting the ball or yes. look where, you know, three feet out or on the on the right or left or whatever. Don't look at the hole because then you're going to react to that and you're gonna you're gonna miss it low. You're gonna miss time. it low and you're gonna be like, those from Golf IQ podcast, <laughs> they told me to look at the hole. Now I now I suck. Um, <laughs> Quick caveat: that's very important. Yes, exactly. You didn't hear it from us if you start missing putts low. Look at the place you'll look at the start line. Um, let's see what are, before we wrap up here. Drew, any other any other uh, methods we can try? <sighs> methods? No, I just think it's a it's sort of a philosophy. Once you're outside 15 feet, lagged close. That's mm -hmm. your it's your whole it's your whole feeling your whole goal is just distance control distance control distance control yeah and then have a change in mindset once you get inside 15 feet then you're locked in yeah then you're throwing a dart you're being precise yeah and you can sort of have these two mindsets um with different length putts exactly it's it's all about feel comfort tension free speed control on the long ones it's all about start line and execution on the short ones Everything else in between doesn't matter. It's all about what brings you to those two places.